What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back again with NYC Meets Bama. I'm your host, Chris Merriman, with... Katerina. We are on another episode today. We're going to be bringing in... Katie. She is a fitness coach, and she does online fitness coaching and also nutritionist. So I have known Katie for over a year now. I was working with her for about 10 to 11 months, and she completely changed my entire life. But not only just the nutrition part, but also the mindset part and the fitness part all combined. So I was all in, I need to eat less and look smaller. I did not want to grow any muscle. I did not want to eat a lot. And she literally was like, Kat, you need to eat a lot to build muscle and then you'll look like how you want to look. Is she going to call me fat? No. <laughs> like she didn't say like but lay off the she steak or something? completely changed my life and I love her so much. So I can't wait to interview her. But before that, we're going to do a little recap. What did we do this last week? I know I know we watched Suits last night. Is anybody else caught up with that? I didn't know the whole, what is it, princess or queen or who's the whole involvement there? Oh, yeah. The main character, what's her name? Great question. Why am I blanking? <laughs> Rachel? Rachel, yes. Good, good lord. Okay. <laughs> Rachel is the, I'm pretty sure, like, royalty. So everyone's kind of freaking out about that. because like King Edward or something? Prince Edward? Something like that. Wow. We are really We should have <laughs> thought about this before we started talking because uh, this is looking rough. Anyways, go watch Suits. So we've been spending like every night binging Suits. And then right when he turns it off, I'm like, why do you have to turn it off? It was getting so good. He's like, it's 11 o'clock. We need to go to bed. <laughs> but we've been binging that with everyone else in the world. And... I have been working on my social media as well, doing some research on how things actually work on like Instagram reels. And I am really excited because I've been creating like a template of how to organize it. So I think that'd be useful and I will share that eventually with you guys, but it's in the works right now. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of real estate transactions. So like we're closing one or two right now. So if you notice me looking down because I'm staring at my phone, trying to make sure the wire goes through. Waiting for a confirmation to come back. Other than that, we've been working on SOPs in the business moving forward and then trying not to let suits consume my life. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get into the interview and I'm so excited. Thanks, guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And now we have our guest, Katie, who is a fitness coach vegan and she's going to get into all the nitty-gritty about fitness coaching and also veganism and why i'm still fat <laughs> okay chris <laughs> we all know being an entrepreneur is hard and comes with lots of mental challenges and confidence struggles for me i dealt with imposter syndrome and found that talking to someone has helped me find myself and strengthen my confidence it can be difficult to navigate it on your own now, because of professional therapists, you don't have to. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. No matter where you are, you can talk to a professional therapist that fits your unique needs and an affordable cost. Just fill out a few questions and BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in just days. Put yourself first and use BetterHelp services today and you will receive 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Use the link in the description below this show. You deserve to be happy too. 
Use the link betterhelp.com slash NYC meets Bama. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash NYC meets Bama. BetterHelp wants all of you to be as successful as possible and help you reach your fullest potential. Connect with a therapist today. Welcome, Katie. Hi. All right, so let's get into it. I just want you to start off by telling us a little bit about you, how you got into veganism, and then how you got into fitness coaching. All right, so I feel like where do I even start here? So, in terms of where I got into veganism, so I stopped eating meat when I was nine years old. I just like randomly one day was like, Mom, I think that eating animals is mean, so I'm just gonna not do that. And she definitely thought it was a phase. So I, but I stuck with it for a really long time. And all through the time that I was vegetarian from until I went vegan, which is when I was 19, I always basically swore that I would never be vegan. But when I was vegetarian, I kind of like adapted to a lot of really unhealthy eating habits. Like I was straight up eating like shit car. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? (laughs) Bad diet whenever you're a vegetarian like what is the bad you would be surprised like i pretty much only ate like mac and cheese and pizza and chips and like all the convenience foods that you'd normally eat that like doesn't have meat in it like just really easy like you can pretty much go anywhere and get whatever you want but like without me like i could go to like burger king and like a veggie burger or like i could have french fries literally everywhere i went and i can have french fries as a vegan too but like I literally didn't eat vegetables. Like my mom made jokes about it all the time. But through time, I ended up gaining like a bunch of weight because I pretty much ate like crap. And I made jokes about like not exercising. I was like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, that kind of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So by like my senior year of high school, I gained like 40 or 50 pounds. And like prom was coming and graduation was coming. And every dress I put on was literally like nothing fit the way I wanted to. Like my, I felt like I didn't recognize like the body that I was in. And I, after seeing my graduation pictures, like I had double chins in all my pictures. I wanted to wear a white dress and I looked at myself and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I look like a beluga whale. So <laughs> I kind of dove headfirst into fitness. But when I got into fitness, there were some, and at the time I was just vegetarian, a lot of the trainers and fitness people that I talked to, like basically told me that I had to eat meat. So I almost did that, but I ended up going vegan instead after finding like a vegan bodybuilder online. I was like, oh, I'll just go this route. And I didn't even think it was going to last that long, but I was already vegetarian for the animals. And once you learn why people are vegan for the animals, even if you go vegan for like health or another reason, like you can't not know it. Like it's just out there. So I just wanted to get like super educated and learn more. And I just fell in love with the whole process. And yeah, that's kind of how I got into fitness coaching. Wow. So did you always know you wanted to be a coach or did it kind of evolve into that? I absolutely never, ever thought I would be a fitness coach. Like my high school gym teachers would laugh in your face. And I think some of them follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Um, I think when I was younger, like I wanted to be a musician. That's like kind of what my family would do. And I played a lot of instruments. And then when I was in high school, I actually went to school for hairdressing and cosmetology. 
which I really loved. Like I love the creative aspect. I worked in a salon for years. I got my license before I graduated and I actually ended up moving to LA and I went to school in Hollywood for special effects makeup. And honestly, like that's what I thought I was going to do. And in the midst of that, like I was kind of like, you know, working out and doing the things, but I thought, you know, I was going to be like a special effects makeup artist and I loved it. I was good at it, but it kind of got to a point where it didn't feel aligned and I was feeling very aligned with fitness. So I just kind of, after spending a shit ton of money on going to school for special effects makeup and living in LA, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this instead. Awesome. Wow. So if you took me on as a client, do I have to then have a vegan diet? Is that how that works? So for my clients, a majority of them, I would say already come to me vegan because like there's just different kind of ways to go about fitness when you're vegan. Like a lot of people I work with like are vegan for the animals. So they're probably eating a bunch of vegan junk food. So like having like beyond burgers and fries or frozen foods or like super low protein. And they want to learn how to optimize a vegan diet while still being able to like pursue their fitness goals. However, I also have clients who are like either not vegan or transition, like, but they're transitioning or transitioning to vegetarian or wanting to overall eat more plant-based. So they're not always all vegan to start. But it's like the direction we kind of head in because I'm super passionate about veganism and like how I feel about animals. And that's the only information I feel like aligned with with sharing. So how do you balance out those macros? Like how do you get enough protein and stuff to make a, a diet plan for someone that's doing this much intensive workout? Yeah. So what's really cool is that and like kind of fun is that for the most part, macros for a vegan is not really going to be much different than macros for a non-vegan and there's some like more sciencey stuff maybe i could go into but like essentially it's the same like the ratios like how much protein you're eating per pound of you know body weight or lean body mass and it's just using different sources so when you think about like let's say your fats and your carbs whether you're vegan or not those are going to be the same sources like carbs you're going to be having rice you're going to be having bread you're going to be having pasta and then fats, you've got avocados and peanut butter and almond butter and nuts and seeds and all those things. And then for the protein aspect, there's so many different kinds of proteins and you just will use those in place of anything else. So if you are going to have, let's say like, you know, the bro meal to build muscle and do things in the gym is going to be like chicken, rice and broccoli. So for a vegan, that might be tofu, rice and broccoli, or like they have vegan chicken and rice and broccoli. Okay. How much tofu does it make to equal the same weight though? Is it like this size chicken breast equals this much tofu? Like do I got to eat seven pounds of food then or? No, not, not necessarily. So there's different kinds of tofus. There's like, so there's super soft tofu and like the denser the tofu, like the more protein density it has. So the most protein dense tofu is, is super firm tofu, which is pretty much the only tofu that I eat just because like, I don't want to be eating like a massive amount of food. Um, but I mean, it's not really, I'm thinking like, so four ounces, I don't really know like non-vegan protein macros, but I think like what four ounces of chicken is like what, 24 grams of protein. Do you guys know? Yeah. Yeah. So between 20 and 24, four ounces of super firm tofu is about 20 grams of protein. So it's very similar. Cool beans. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know what tofu is. So this is all new to me. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's new. It's okay. <laughs> so in terms of how you organize your clients and everything, what softwares and stuff do you use to actually facilitate being a fitness coach? Yeah. So there's like a lot of different, like, I guess, tools that I use. The main platform that I use like software wise for my clients is not called Trainerize. And I've used other apps in the past and they all have kind of different, you know, different pros and cons. But I know that with Trainerize, what's really nice is like everybody, of course, gets like customized workouts. So you can plan those accordingly. And you can also like schedule out progressions within a training program. There's also habit tracking, you can connect my fitness pal, so you can actually see the food that you're eating. So what's cool is that it's like an all in one app, because I know like so many people like to have like everything in one spot. I also use software called chronometer. And it's a food tracking um, app, just like my fitness pal. And I do like it a little bit better. Because Number one on Chronometer, the foods all have to be verified where on my fitness pal, they do not like any random Joe could just like add a food and then it's not going to be massively off, but I like that it's as accurate as possible. And there are just some other features that I like a little bit better, but there's that. And then same thing that I use and it's not necessarily for my clients, but it's like how I keep track of everything, like how I track my clients, how I track like leads, how I track, like how just literally all of my projects and things is a software like website type thing called Monday. Yeah, we call it a yeah. CRM. Yeah, CRM. Okay. Yeah. So I use Monday for pretty much everything. And it's really nice because it attaches to like my Google calendar and my schedule and like my contact. So I like having everything organized. And I know that when I first got started in my business, like everything was all fucking over the place. And I was like, oh my God, now this person's like commitment is up. So I have to, you know, get on a call or it'd be like two weeks later, I'd be like, ah, shit. So having systems, you know, like a combination of like having trainerized and like having everybody organized within there and then having Monday on my end so I can stay organized, I feel like it's been really helpful. So having kind of the two ends of it. Yeah. So where would you think you get most of your clients from? Instagram, events that you go to, just people talking? Absolutely Instagram. Like Instagram has always been my jam. I started my, like the Instagram that I have now used to be called Vegan Meals for Muscles. I <laughs> And it was literally just like a little food blog. I'd post what I was doing. It was like literally almost never photos of me. It was literally just like the food. And I would do like talking on my story. And I built up a like a couple thousand followers, which I felt really proud of because it was literally just a hobby. And Instagram has just, I feel like been the best platform for me to like really show what I stand. I felt like I kind of, Join the TikTok game kind of late. So that's kind of like building still and learning how to, because the posting is very different. But honestly, since moving to Austin, vegan community here is so good. I volunteer at a farm sanctuary every week and I've gotten a whole bunch of clients just like from other volunteers at the farm, just because like we're all there for a similar purpose for the animals. So I think that like location wise has been really, really great for my business as well. Like I can go out to like a vegan restaurant. I'm like, oh, hey, like I'm a vegan fitness coach. You're like, that's amazing. I need to lose weight. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I think social media definitely plays a toll on like di- this different businesses. And I think for you, you've 
definitely taken advantage of that for a really long time. I remember when I met you, I met you at a gym and I met you for like less than five minutes. And then I went on your Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I have to know this girl. <laughs> I love What's that. Instagram right now. What's the name of it? It's Katie Coaches Vegan. Katie Coaches Vegan. Yeah, it's super easy. Farm there inside Austin. So it's an animal sanctuary. So basically all of the animals are like people don't know what like the difference between a farm and a sanctuary. It's basically rescued farm animals. So if animals were like going to be sent to slaughter or were in a bad situation, maybe they were at an auction and or like there's just like a lot of different situations and the farm just takes them in and like gives them the best life possible. So my job is when I first started, I was just doing like random farm chores, like picking up sticks and poop and whatever. But I've been there for a long time and I go every week. So every Tuesday I go out and I feed pretty much all the animals with my friend. And there, I think there's over a hundred animals at the farm now. So we feed over a hundred animals on Tuesdays. <laughs> wow. Aw, that's really that's nice. Awesome. Yeah. So- in the beginning of this, when I emailed you about being on the podcast, I asked you, what is one question that you would want to be asked if you came on the podcast? And you said, what is the best part of being a entrepreneur? So what is your answer? Okay. Honestly, it is literally just creating everything that you do. Like you just get to create like everything that is in your life happens because you said it did. And that doesn't necessarily mean if you're not an entrepreneur, you can't do that. Like you have free reign. But what I love about my life is that everything that I have, I created like the business that I have, like all those ideas, like they came from my brain. Like I made this a business and now it is like my only job. I created like my friendship circles because of like most of my friends are fitness coaches. And if they're not, they're vegan or they're healthy or like, and like, so like, it's my community and the, like, I just moved into my own apartment for the first time. And honestly, this is something that I didn't think I was going to be able to do for a long time. Like, I always thought that that's like, that was way far ahead. It was going to be way too expensive. And what's cool about being an entrepreneur is even though it is, it can be extremely difficult. Like I've been through like the freaking worst ever days and feelings of failure and all the different things. But like, the best part is that you just get to keep creating your life and choosing what you want to choose rather than like what other people do for you. Or like what, you know, life has an offer in other ways. Like if you have a job somewhere else, you know, I've been able to like, move across the country and have amazing friends and have a business and have my own apartment and just do everything I want to do. So have nothing holding you back. There's literally nothing. Like the only thing is you and you just like kind of keep investing in yourself and keep taking risks, which is like, I honestly feel like if anybody ever wants to start a business, like the biggest thing you need to know is like, you have to fucking take risks and then it just gets better. Like you just keep going. So that's the best part. Transitioning from like your family's perspective and stuff like they were seeing you go and do all the makeup and going to Cali and everything. Then you transition to fitness coach and then made it to Austin. Like how does your family see or, How did they look at you whenever you first started this journey? It was tough, honestly. Like my parents were always supportive, but especially I think with my dad, I always felt like he was like one step behind me. 
So when I wanted to like go into hairdressing, he was like, don't go into hairdressing. But then once I was in hairdressing, he was like, oh, like you should go to college for business because my parents are teachers. They were like, you got to go to college. And I just didn't want to do that. So that was already like, I was already kind of like going the other way. So he's like, oh, go to college for business. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to school for makeup. He's like, okay, so that's kind of after school. We can do that. And then I stopped doing that. And it was, it was always like he was one step behind me. So when I was starting my business, they were talking about what I was doing before this, which was nannying, which was like that in-between COVID job. And I was like, no, no, no. And then my mom was like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Like, what's your plan B? I was like, mom, there is no plan B. There is no plan B. There cannot be a plan B. Because then it gives me the option to like not go off on myself. And people who don't go off in, like they just don't succeed. Yep. I feel like, so I just started being an entrepreneur as well. So I quit my job and now full-time doing this. And Everyone has been asking me, okay, what are you going to do next? Like, when this doesn't work out, what are you going to do? They automatically assume I'm going to fail at some point and don't think I'm going to get back up. And that's like the thing with entrepreneurship. You have to get back up. You have to keep going because if you give yourself that out, like you said, you're never going to succeed and do the thing that you actually wanted to do. Exactly. And it's like, and the thing about entrepreneurship is that like, you are going to fail. You're going to fail a million fucking times. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean like your business is going to end, but it, you also have to remember like, maybe it might, but at the same time, like there's no plan B. So you just keep fucking going. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite things that my mentors say is fail forward. Fall forward, but fail forward. (laughs) And I just love that because it's like, well, I know it didn't work and now I'm going to try something different. So it's like you're always going. So I love that. You know, I love that you are doing this full time and you went all in. Like, I thought it was really cool because I remember when you were like living in the city and you were doing that job and it was kind of like stressful and overwhelming and there was a lot of things going on and you lived in that tiny little apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Now I live in Alabama. That's so funny. I love it. So it's really cool. So just to go all in on yourself and trust yourself and fail forward is the best part. And it like almost makes you look forward to failing because then you're like, awesome. Like now I'm just going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. One more step closer. Exactly. So you mentioned something about mentorship. How many coaches or mentors do you have? Have you changed since you started this journey? Yeah. So when I first started, I my first business mentor, I actually knew him like I met I like he was a trainer at, you know, the gym we used to go to Katarina. And yeah. So he was the trainer there like years ago. And like I had seen him, I never really talked to him, but I followed him on Instagram and he ended up doing like business coaching. He was a successful online coach. So so I worked with him and it did get me to like a good certain point but if i'm being very honest i ended up moving in with him and his brother and their friend in colombia like he randomly was like y'all want to he's like anybody want to go to colombia and i was like yes (laughs) so i was like yeah sure like let's just go let's let's just do all that. And so it ended up just getting to a point where my business was kind of getting ahead of like what he was teaching. And even though his business was still like more successful than mine was, he'd been in it for much longer. I was like, you know what? I think I need to find a new mentor. 
And I had like a friend and she had posted something about one of her mentors and I ended up reaching out to them. And I did that one and it was amazing. And I was in that and I'm still technically in it, but I actually just invested into like a higher level mentorship. So just like basically like you invest more, you make more. <laughs> so I'm in the same. So it's in that other program for about like a year and a half. And the past two months or so, I've been in the newer, higher level program. So Ooh. so are these I, strictly just business related or is it like mental health mindset? For my mentorships? Yeah. So it is business. It's, you know, mentors for fitness coaches. So it is very specific for what I do. But there is so much on mindset and like basically like getting your fucking head right when you're an entrepreneur because like I said like you're gonna fail you're gonna have to take risks you're gonna have to make decisions you're gonna have to like think like a CEO like what do you have to do so a lot of it is like working with mindset and when we when I joined the mentorship that I'm in now like this higher level one the first month was literally just mindset like this is what you need to do. Like, this is how you need to set up your morning routine so you don't feel like a dirtbag all fucking day. Like, this is how you need to. <laughs> this is how you need to set your workflow. Like, just getting your fucking head right to actually do the work because you know, like, the higher level mentorships you're in, like, whatever you're working towards, like, it's gonna get harder. So you have to make sure that you're in a good mindset. So they emphasize on that so much, but mostly it's you know it's business and it's that. Awesome. So I feel like on social media, we have the group of people that are all like, no diet culture, like work out for what suits you. And this is the plan that suits you and not like an overwhelming diet. And then we have the people who are like, you need to eat no bread every day. You need to eat this much protein every single day. Skip your breakfast. Like, have you met those people or are you surrounded by people that are more in alignment of what your values and mission statements are? So, you know, that is such a good question. I love that question <laughs> because like Katerina, you know, like I am very much like, we got to figure out what works for you. You know, when we worked together, we were like figuring out what was going to work with nutrition, what felt good, what felt good, not only like physically in your body, but like mentally what felt good with your nutrition. Um, you know, there's so many aspects to it. So there is that side of me, like as a coach, and of course, like I've met, coaches who are like super hardcore and you can't do that and like yeah there's like the kind of diet culture side of like you know you can't eat bread and i will say most of the coaches that i know are not like that however as i become like more of a high level coach i mean like my values are still the same and in figuring out what works for everybody but at the end of the day as a fitness coach like you gotta do what you gotta fucking do and if you need to be like eating less to hit a certain goal, like I'm not asking you to starve. I'm not asking you to cut out food groups, but like the other piece of like the anti-diet culture is that you can do whatever you want. And I, and as much as I want to say, yes, I do whatever you want and like work out and feel good. You know, when you have goals, you have to be disciplined. So like there's that side of that too. And Honestly, finding the balance as a coach is, it's hard. It's like, sometimes you just want to be like, do your shit and like, follow the fucking plan. Like, that's what you have to do. And then there's the other side of it. Remembering that like, my clients are humans. 
I'm a human. We make mistakes. We have past like habits and patterns and everything to work around. So it's more so like, I don't really meet too many people that are like, you can't have carbs, you can't have bread, but it's honestly mostly like the clients that come in like that. They are the ones that think they can't eat bread. They are the ones that they can't have sugar. And I'm like, yeah, like let's have some fucking fruit like every day. Cause it tastes good. Like from my workout, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on fucking white bread. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I strongly believe like it is all about balance and all of my coaching friends are very similar. But what I love about my friends that are coaches and like the people I surround myself with is that like, we are very integral and I think that is what matters most. So an integrity is so personal. Like if you say that, like you were going to stick to your diet a hundred percent, then you better do it. And like, that's what we're going to do. And a lot of my friends are competitors for me. Like what's integral to me is like training really fucking hard being like, I'm a week and a half out from my first powerlifting meet. So like, I do have to dial it. Congratulations. Thank you. But yeah, so it's like, it's not necessarily like strict versus not strict. It's like integral versus like diet culture, anti-diet culture. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I know it was kind of loaded. I don't know if you expected that, but it's one of my favorite things. (laughs) That was great. So next thing that I'm interested in knowing is I feel like as an entrepreneur, especially a coach, you constantly have to be there for your clients. And if they text you like, I need help with this, you answer whatever you have to do. So with that much work and pressure on you, how do you deal with burnout? And how do you deal with the overwhelming stress that's on your shoulders constantly? That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So honestly, I love what I do and I feel like over time I have found balance of like what works and what doesn't. And I don't really believe in work life balance. Like I run a fucking business. I work 24 fucking seven, but when it comes to like, and over the past two, three months or so, I've really found a system that works really well. So I would say like the number one thing that keeps me from being burned out is like number one, setting boundaries. Like that is huge because I used to like let people message me all the time. I was working every single day. And even if it was like a half day or wasn't all day, or it was like kind of randomly on my off day, like I didn't have any boundaries. Like that was the number one thing that probably made me feel burnt out and stressed. So like the boundaries and like setting the expectations of like, Hey, I don't answer messages on Saturdays. I will look at our Instagram group chat, but besides that, like, don't expect a message back saying like, don't expect a message back after 8 PM or little things like that. The next thing in terms of like, not feeling burnt out is honestly just having like a bomb ass morning routine and a good workflow. And I have never really been a morning person. But for the last like, two, three, I don't know, it's a good chunk of time. I've been getting up at like five or six. And I used to just sleep until whatever, because I was like, Oh, I can do that because I run a business. And for a while, that was something that served me because I it felt good to sleep. But now what serves me is knowing that like I can prioritize myself in the beginning of the day and none of the first hour of my day has anything to do with work. So I literally wake up, like I put my phone on the other side of the room. So I have to get up and I literally tell myself like, if I get back in bed, I'm sleeping on my goals. Like that's literally what I'm doing. Sleeping on your goals. I like that. (laughs) It's like literally I'm going to go sleep on my goals. (laughs) So I get up, shower, like get ready. 
I always like do my hair. I put makeup on every day because like, I know it makes me feel happy. I know if I walk by a mirror, if I'm a video, if I have to get on a call, like I'm looking good. And then the next thing I do is I move my body. So like I'll stretch a little bit and I will like walk my dog around my complex. And then the last like 20 minutes of that first hour, I'll do like some sort of journaling. So like the whole first hour of the day, I do not look at my phone besides to turn my alarm off on the other side of the room. Like I don't look at it because one of the worst things is like a lot of entrepreneurs will do is they'll get really stressed out. And the first thing they do is like, oh, I've checked my email. I've checked my messages. I have to make sure everything is good. And when you go back to the first thing and say, hey, like I'm setting boundaries. This is when I do that. And you know that you're going to check your email at a certain time. You're going to check your messages at a certain time. You don't have any anxiety because you've set those boundaries that like your clients aren't going to be upset that you're not messaging them back. And then just having really, really intentional work time and having intentional off time. So like that kind of goes along with boundaries. But like I like to set timers on my phone and the last piece is like probably like just giving yourself grace. Like if you need a fucking break, it's okay to take it. You know, your business isn't going to burn down. You're just like, oh, you know, well, like yesterday I volunteered at the sanctuary and usually come home, shower, work right away. And I pretty much like fucked around my apartment for like four hours. And then I was like, oh, well, now it's time to get to work. And I felt really refreshed because I intentionally took time off and didn't try to like force myself to do things when I felt horrible. Now, there's time and place for getting your shit done, but like you learn the balance for yourself. Yeah. I like that. So with veganism and coaching, there's always things like do this, don't do that. What would you say is the most misguided information about fitness coaching as a vegan? Probably just that like we can can do anything that anybody else does. You know, like ever since I got into the gym, like I said, everybody was telling me like I can't do certain things and there's like misconceptions around like, I mean, soy is one, but I think the biggest thing right now is like processed foods, like let's say like vegan meats and things like that. And there is so many like misconceptions and somebody messaged me on Instagram the other day and they were like, hey, my friend, you know, is one of your clients. Why are you encouraging people to eat Morningstar products they're full of hazardous chemicals someone and someone they messaged me on instagram yeah what the heck (laughs) and i was like number one you've seen my instagram do i look like i have a ton of hazardous chemicals inside me no and people are just like massively misinformed because like one piece of information will come out about like seed oils which like i'm not even getting into because this is not a science podcast but one thing will come out about it. <laughs> but like, basically, that people like will get really mad about seed oils. And the reason for that is because they are like omega sixes. And one of the biggest issues and like leading causes of like heart disease and or like correlations, heart disease and cancer and like all these other shitty health conditions come from like a crappy American diet, which is way too high in omega-6s and way too low in omega-3s. So everybody's thinking that we need to like eat way more omega-3s when most of like the omega-6s are coming from the other things. But I track all of my food. My clients track all of their food. And I literally see exactly how many omega-6s and exactly how many omega-3s are in the food that we're eating. And like, you do need a healthy balance of both. But like, they're not talking about like the, you know, three ounces of processed vegan chicken that I'm having once a day versus, you know, having a whole meal at McDonald's or like 
you know, grabbing a frozen meal, which people don't realize. And then people talk about like hazardous chemicals and like talk about all this stuff. And I was like, dude, like potatoes, like non-organic potatoes are literally one of the most poisonous things. And I don't, I still eat non-organic potatoes, but like <laughs> they have to go through a whole process. They use pesticides that are so strong that they have to like sit in a shed for a long ass time. And it's a potato and people are getting mad about me eating a Beyond Burger. And I'm out here like squatting 250 pounds, the healthiest, like best looking I've ever been. And they still want to try to tell you wrong when they're in like way worse shape. So it's like, there's so much like against like a lot of different aspects to veganism and health. But the thing is like, you don't know what you don't know. And people want to talk a lot about the things that they don't know just to justify that they don't know it. And that can go for <laughs> any field. You tell uh, me I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that vegans do anything that non-vegans can do in the gym, like performance wise. Like there's a whole book, there's a whole movie on the, you know, the game changers and the whole plant-based thing. There's a book called the plant-based athlete and like talks about how like plant-based athletes are like running ultra marathons, which are like hundred miles all in a plant-based diet. Couldn't be me. I did run my first 5k this year, but I think ultra marathon is pushing it, but it's really just showing that like we can literally do anything and there are different, you know, there is a path to it and it's just different than what we already know because there's so much more available now. There's so much science coming out and it's, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. I know so many people who don't want to eat meat. They don't want to consume animal products. But they do want to hit their fitness goals. So they just eat chicken and they eat eggs and they eat whey protein because they think they have to. And like my mission in life is to like show them that they don't have to. Like I'm going to go and compete in a week and a half and do my best, inspire as many people as I can. Like I literally have vegan AF tattooed on my thigh so everybody can see it. Oh, What's tattooed on your thigh? Vegan AF. <laughs> dang that's serious that's commitment. yeah it is commitment and that's exactly what it is for me like i am very passionate about veganism and like animal liberation and everything around it and i just wanna and i am so grateful to have a business and a life where i can talk about it all the time because i feel so strongly about that and i know not everybody is like so fortunate to like have a job that is like not only in alignment with like their personal values but like everything that they want like everything in my life is essentially vegan fitness and I, it's so amazing like health strength confidence and like you know it's not all just about going to the gym like we don't just go to the gym to work out I and mean, we can but like it builds confidence it builds like strength it just you know, it's good for your mental health. There's so many aspects to it. And of course, when you're going to the gym, we want to see results. So the best way to do that is to, you know, have a plan and have a structure. And there's so many people that don't know how to do it vegan. And like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's cool. Aww. So obviously you have a lot of knowledge. Where did you obtain all your knowledge? What credentials do you have? So I love education. I love learning. And I never thought I would say that. <laughs> but when I first got started, I did just a like ISSA personal trainer. And then I did I'm like a certified sports nutritionist, sports nutrition specialist. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I am certified. 
And then I did a plant-based certification, plant-based nutrition certification through like eCornell. I am precision nutrition certified. And then I am in the process of going through some courses through Clean Health, which is like the best fucking course, some of the best courses out there. And I've done performance nutrition level one and strength systems international level one, two, and I'm on level three. So I don't know, that's like seven or eight. And then honestly, there's no more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. But it's also like just like learning through life experience. Like I go to the grocery store and I look at a package and I'm like, okay, looking at this protein, what are the ingredients in it? Okay, so this person on the internet said this ingredient is bad. I'm going to go figure out exactly what it is and like what is wrong with it and if there's actually anything wrong with it and if the amount that I'm consuming or my clients are consuming is actually going to be harmful because just because like, like I'll be honest, vegetable is obviously going to be better than something that's like processed, but there's different purposes. And so I like to be as informed as I can. So when people like that troll on Instagram messages me, I can be like, Hey, like I totally understand that there's so much misinformation out there. Like, you know, would you mind if I sent you a study to explain this? Because, you know, people and then people want to prove you wrong and then you're just like, Okay, can you show me a study? And then they send you like a New York Times article and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> so it's I just I love finding the best information because obviously like I wanna put all of that out there to show people what's possible. And yeah, so I just I like learning and reading and I like love learning about like mental health and habits because I used to have really shitty habits and really shitty mental health. So just always investing in my education is something that's really important to me. Do you read books? I do read books and I didn't for a long time. So I really love like personal development books. That's probably like my favorite because I can like actively use those tools and sometimes I'll reread them. Like I read Atomic Habits last year when I was doing 75 hard. And I just picked it up again because I was like, you know what? Like so much has changed in my life. I'm sure there are things I forgot and I can just go back and read that. I read The 5am Club. I read looking at oh, my that bookshelf. Good? The 5am Club? Cool? Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't bad. And I think that it teaches a lot. And they do teach like a method of like your morning routine, which I would say mine is kind of similar maybe to what they teach it's like called like the 2020 method but it wasn't my favorite but i a lot of people do say like it changes their life like a lot of people are like oh i'm a morning person now but it basically just nails into your brain that like successful people are morning people which i don't think is true i think it's really based on you and your body and what works for you yeah exactly the millionaire or the million dollars doesn't care yeah so i mean I like, and then anything like, uh, oh, I read this book called Do Less, Katarina. Like, I think that you would love it. It's by Kate Northrup. Wait, no, and I have that. It's so good. Have you read it? No. <laughs> you gotta read it. Never read it. <laughs> is it like about systems and processes no, or something? Or it's about like how doing less is basically a way to improve your life, right? No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's like part of it, but it has so much to do with like the a woman's energy cycle, which I think is really cool because a woman's energy cycle is going to be so much different than a man's. Like a man's energy cycle is twenty four fucking hours. Like they could just like right. get up in the morning and start over. <laughs> hey, okay, but I'm going to tell you why a woman's energy cycle is more powerful. 
Oh, <laughs> oh I'm, to me. I need to know. <laughs> no, but so a woman's energy cycle is 28 days, which is, you know, makes yeah. sense. And there's different like phases of that cycle where you can prioritize different kinds of work. So like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're like menstruating, you feel like a shit bag and you don't want to be social. And there's a reason for that. So during that, like you're just doing quite kind of behind the scenes work. And then maybe when you're ovulating, you're like getting on fucking sales calls and crushing it as a businesswoman. Like there's different phases for everything. And if Have you're you able to like, flow? no, it goes all Is it kind of like that. And I read it. And then I told him about it. And so you saying that is probably like, Oh yeah. I've been hearing about this. Like I'm in this cycle or this. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) Damn it, Chris. I'm in my luteal phase. Don't you understand? That's literally what she said to me. Like last week. I don't want to talk about cycle, but you know, last week was luteal. It's public. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I love just personal development, learning about myself, learning about my brain, learning how I can just like, overall be like more emotionally intelligent more self-aware because those skills are going to like help you when it comes to you know your business um and then obviously like books about like veganism fitness like a book called how not to die is all about like whole foods nutrition and like reversing like chronic diseases and illnesses and then like plant-based athlete was just about athletes which is really really cool as well so just like whatever i'm feeling sometimes i'm feeling like i want to do personal development and sometimes i want to like read about like how to be strong as fuck so i feel like those <laughs> are all um, educational i've taken the route of colleen hoover so we're on the- <laughs> 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 okay so one more question what advice would you have for someone that is just starting out and getting they've been in the fitness like mindset for a while but they're getting really unmotivated and don't want to go to the gym anymore what w- suggestions would you have for them you mean like the weekend warrior like they're trying- <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, like I owe my whole fitness journey, life, career, everything to this. And it's just don't fucking give up. Like just keep fucking going. Like take it one day at a time. Like you go to the gym, like you have a plan. And then maybe one day you're excited. You're like, hey, maybe I'm going to start a plan today. Like I'm going to go on Pinterest and I'm going to print out a five day workout split. I'm going to go do that. And like the more wins you stack, the better you're going to feel the more excited you're going to feel and then you just keep going like you just never stop and that's when i first go- started going to the gym i had no idea what the fuck i was doing i had no idea and i just kept going and kept going and then the information is going to come to you like it's gonna get absorbed you're gonna follow people on instagram maybe you sign up with a coach and your goals are going to develop and it's just not having the mindset that you have that one goal like maybe you want to get into fitness because you want to lose 10 pounds and maybe you're having a hard time with that or maybe you crush that goal you lose 10 pounds and then you stop working out you don't have that goal you just keep going and just trust that like literally when and this is just my personal belief but i also think it's fact but when you're like in fitness or like and it doesn't necessarily just have to be lifting in the gym like just you are genuinely intentional about your health and like I said, everybody's going to be different. Like, I love powerlifting. It lights my soul on fire. I'm really fucking excited to talk about it and do it every single day. But I know other people who like, you know, yoga or like running or just like general weightlifting or they want to into bodybuilding. But like, just keep going and you're going to find what works and you're going to want to, you're going to want to push yourself and your life is going to get exponentially better because you choose to invest in yourself. You choose to invest in your health um, and not just like financially, like getting a coach, but like, 
by going to the gym, like you are investing in your future and like being able to be the one to wipe your own ass when you're 90 years old. Like you're the one that's going to be like, you know, maybe you have grandchildren, like you want to run around with them, you know, it's all those things. So you're always investing in your health and like everything is always getting better better and like we get into this mindset that like we're going backwards or like oh man like I fucked up I binge you know I went out drinking and we think that we're going backwards but like going backwards is literally impossible so if you just keep going like you're you're just gonna keep going so like it's not like super tactical like just stay disciplined and do the thing it's like just keep fucking going and you're gonna fuck up you're gonna mess up can't tell you how many in quotes setbacks I had or things I felt like I was moving backwards, but like everything that I did in my fitness journey for the last five years from like when I started and I was just fucking around and like flailing my legs around at the gym and like kicking around on Stairmasters to being a competitive powerlifter, like you just keep fucking going. I like that. Thank you so much. It was great catching up with you and knowing all about your business and sharing you with all our listeners. Where can everyone find you? Probably best place to find me is going to be on Instagram at Katie Coaches Vegan. Obviously, we're trying to build a TikTok up. That's also Katie Coaches Vegan. Facebook, my name is Katie Chikuti. Show notes. <laughs> All her links will be in the show notes, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I was trying to spill it. I was like, Chikuti. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I have a website if you have any questions about like vegan coaching, what I do. Um, I also have a free vegan fitness and nutrition guide that goes over like macros and training and like pretty much everything you need to like get started. So just like a free resource if anybody is literally even just interested at all. But yeah, I think that's it. Also, like in Austin, Texas, I'm around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thank you so much. Hopefully we get to talk to you soon and enjoy the rest of your day. Have fun. Absolutely, guys. From tofu and see what it tastes like. I will let you know. Yeah. Super firm. My mistake. It's good. (laughs) It's the good stuff. Katarina knows. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Katie. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in on this week's episode. So follow along with us on our TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at NYC Meets Bama. And we will come back with a new episode next week with a new guest. See you next time. Bye, guys. See you.